Cover two. Welcome, everybody, to the Cover 2 Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with my man, Hooman. How's it going today, Hooman? Hey, Will. Doing great. Uh, we had a little bit of a break there. I think we're going to start transitioning to an episode bi-weekly. Um, you know, here in just the dead part of the, the offseason where things are slowing down a bit. But I'm glad to be here, and we're going to be talking about some new rankings here today. Well, yes, we are. And, you know, just like always, make sure to like and subscribe Hit us up at YouTube, Google Play, uh, Apple iTunes, or I should say Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And uh, Will, before we move any further, we do have a little bit of news that broke uh, earlier. I believe it was yesterday or earlier this morning with Julio Jones. We have his destination uh, going to the Tennessee Titans for, I believe it was a second round pick this year and a fourth round pick next year. And in exchange for a sixth round pick coming with Julio to the Titans. So that definitely changed some of my rankings today. Um, and then also it's going to change some of the rankings that we do on our next episode where we talk about wide receivers and running backs. Uh, but a pretty big move. How do, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's going to be, I think, uh, a big thing for me when it comes to our next show when we talk about um, some pass catchers and some running backs. Um, but, you know, it might help my man Kyle Pitts, so I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we'll see some of those uh, some of that effect today in our rankings. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about uh, quarterbacks and tight ends, just uh, from the ADP concerns and what we like um, going into this year's draft. Um, and I like the human said things are going to change from week to weeks, maybe probably more month to month. So we'll have to do another one of these just to get you ready for the draft. But just early set, what we're doing right now is we're going to talk about the quarterbacks and the tight ends. So. Human, who is one of your uh, top twelve tight? Uh, sorry, twelve top twelve quarterbacks for this season so right now. We are talking about QB ones here. So if we're talking about standard twelve team leagues, you know, you're talking about your top twelve players in a position are your QB ones, tight end ones, running back ones. They're your number one ranked or your first starters, if you want to quote unquote put starters there. Uh, and the guy I have at number twelve is probably my most controversial one. Um, and it's really dependent on if he's actually the quarterback or not. If he's the quarterback, then you've got the green light to start him, and I think he'll have that great upside of a QB1 right on the fringe here of a QB1 at the 12th spot, and that's Taysom Hill. Uh, you know how I feel about the quarterbacks that give you the f nice floor with the running game, and that's definitely going to be Taysom Hill, especially with goal line work. We saw a nice sample size of what his fantasy value will look like if he is the guy in New Orleans. And if we get a whole season of that, he's someone right now, his ADP is 20.04. So that's the 20th round, fourth pick. If that's if, if a draft even goes that deep. Um, so that's giving you massive upside to where if you take that shot on him, you can draft him towards the end of your draft and you're not investing any draft capital in him and he's giving you that return back. That's why I like him as a QB1 here at twelve. You know, I have 25 QBs on my list, and literally T Taysom Hill's not there. Because yeah, but that's, that's maybe you're not equating him to be a full-blown starter. And I'm, that's why I preface this by saying, if he is the starter in New Orleans, he will, in my opinion, he has that upside to be in the QB1 conversation. Okay, well, um, uh, that's interesting. I'll give it to you there. Uh, not what I was thinking, but, you know, I'm going to go with my number 12. And this one... Um, 
you know, we don't know 100% on if he's playing or not this season. Um, but it looks like after the reports keep coming out more and more that I think he will be. And I think he's a great steal, like you said, at the very end of the draft. And that's Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson is going to be playing this season. I think that he is, if he does have an amazing, or if he does get to start, he is in the top five, top ten uh, quarterback in this league every single year. Uh, they did get hurt, obviously, with uh, less wide receivers. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a little bare in there a little bit, but I'm really trusting Deshaun if he is playing. Yeah, and that's the one I'm kind of crinkling my eyebrows at over because uh, even through my process of statting out teams and ranking players, uh, I didn't even touch Deshaun Watson yet. I don't think he's going to play this year. Uh, I I just don't see it happening. I think Houston's making preparations to kind of move on this season without him. Uh, even if he does, I I don't know, man. It, it's a tough one for me. If if it does, if things do clear up eventually, and he does get a green light to play, then yeah, we'll we'll put him in the conversation. That's another, I guess, an asterisk type of player for for you right there, the twelve spot. So you're gonna take it at number eleven. Uh, I, eleven is my guy, uh, and he's moved down a little bit because I did have him ranked a little bit higher when we did our initial talk about quarterbacks. Um, and I kind of just wanted to get him in there so I could talk about him. But realistically, I've got him at the 11 spot as a QB1. That's Jalen Hurts. Currently, right now, he's got a ADP in that ballpark of a 10th, 10th round, 12th pick, 10.12. Um, he's another one of those guys that is going to have the high floor. He was a big winner in the draft because they didn't take a quarterback. They haven't brought in any quarterbacks. They did get him some weapons. Uh, he's going to have that ability to be kind of like that I'm not going to say the Kyler Murray or the Lamar Jackson the last couple of years where they had that huge breakout because of that running game, but I think he's going to be able to lean, you're going to be able to lean on him and draft him later to where you're maximizing getting those, uh, those very important fantasy positions at running back, wide receiver, tight end throughout those first nine, nine rounds, maybe even eight rounds, uh, depending on where he goes in your draft and who's spotting him. But I've got him ranked at the 11th as the 11th quarterback here. Interesting. I thought you'd have him a little higher um, with your draft and the way that you you're big on him. But I guess that's because you you might get tr you're trying to steal him later on. So you're trying to get everybody not to think that you're going to take. Him. <laughs> Maybe I'm sandbagging it. Yeah. That's right. Um, so uh, for me, it's kind of funny that I'm in the same position. I'm going Joe Burrow uh, here. Um, he's actually you mean, you mean your number one guy? My number one. That's right. I mean he is going eight point one eight eight uh, pick right now. Um, and so he is going a lot higher than you see. Um, I I just I think that he is a great player. I think with Jamar Chase there now, he's got somebody that he has great chemistry with. Um, you know, two strong wide receivers. It, it's still I know they got it. I did draft a, an offensive lineman, um, but I still think that he's going to be running for his life. Um, and that division is very tough. Um, so that's why I have him ranked down at eleven. Okay. Uh, what about ten? What do you have ten spot? For me, I've got Dak. You know, Dak is back, and I'm. I think that he's going to, you know, make this offense a lot more secure this season. And I, I really like Dak uh, with the running game that he does have. Of course, Zeke had a terrible year last year, but I, I think he's going to have a resurgence. Um, and then for him and and you know, C.D. Lamb and uh, and Cooper and all those guys, uh, they're going to have. I think he's going to have a great year. 
Yeah, I've got him a little bit higher, and I'll we'll get to that when we get there. Uh, at 10, I've got Ju- – I'm sorry, Ryan Tannehill. He actually moved up ahead of Jalen Hurts for me with the news of Julio Jones going there. Uh, Ryan Tannehill had a pretty strong season. He's had a pretty consistent couple seasons in a row now, and adding an extra weapon, I think that's going to allow Tennessee to maybe lean on him a little bit more and not lean so much or not have to feel like they have to lean so much on Derrick Henry and maybe open it up a little bit more with Tannehill, where he's also got a pretty decent floor as far as his ability to escape the pocket, get a first down, run for a touchdown on a bootleg. Uh, and I think Tannehill is going to have a pretty strong year this year. And I've got him up there at the uh, number eight position. I'm sorry, the number 10 position. Well, and that's interesting because, as you said, you know, uh, I took a lot of this information that I was getting from Sleeper. And, you know, just last night, he moved from being like 11th round, 11.1, 11.3, all the way to the sixth round just because of that trade. So, um, you know, he's averaging in a nine point. 9.06 so i i agree with you he has got that upside now um you know going into the season i have him actually outside the number 13 for me uh just because um i think they're just going to run the ball so much but it's a possibility okay. at number nine at nine uh this is where i've got the i think this is the top of my fourth tier of quarterbacks going upwards here uh and if you're not drafting based on tiers if you're not making rankings based on tiers, you're kind of doing it wrong. I don't know if we've talked about that yet on this show, but that's how I base my drafts on is breaking my positions into tiers. Would I be happy with a player from this tier versus that tier? So on and so forth. And that's something we can get into when we get into more mock drafting. Uh, But this is the top of my bottom tier here of the top 12 of the QB ones. And that's Justin Herbert. Uh, He's currently got an ADP of 5.11. So back end of the fifth round. And I've got him as the ninth QB uh, I would not be taking a quarterback in the fifth round that isn't one of those tier one, tier two kind of guys, tier three guys. Uh, he had one of the he had the greatest, not one of he had the greatest rookie campaign as a passer in NFL history. Uh, thirty one passing touchdowns. I could see him making that move to thirty six touchdowns or so this year. I think he kind of set the bar for himself, and I, I don't see any regression happening there. I, I, I think I'm gonna, we're going to see him continue to, that progression, put up those stats, put up those numbers, and not look back. And I agree with you, actually, that he's at my number nine as well. Um, he is – I think that he's going to have a regression in touchdowns that he you know runs in, his running touchdowns, because I don't see him as that uh, kind of Dak kind of you know touchdown production of six or more every single season. But he does have an extra game. And I, I do think he's going to have a good year, and I think Mike Williams is going to have an, a, a breakout season that's going to really help him, um, you know, just get those extra touchdowns and extra red zone chances. That's, I wasn't sure if we would have one that we would have in common here at the bottom end of the QB1, so I'm pretty, uh, pretty surprised by that. So who do you have at the eighth spot? I'm going with uh, Matthew Stafford, you know, new offense. Uh, new system, but he's been there for a long time now. He's actually been able, because he got traded so early, he's been able to get accustomed to the team and, and the system. Um, and the only reason he's ranked this low for me, because I think that they have, the Rams have one of the best offenses as far as skill positions, um, is because of the new team. But he could be a top five quarterback uh, in this upcoming season. That's where I have a big difference of opinion there where you said you had him pretty low. I've got him outside the top 12. Um, and for the exact reason that you said, he's on a much better offense there and a better team. In fact, they're not going to, he's, he's not going to have to be playing from behind. He's not going to be having to play catch up and 
having those late fourth quarter where they're just chucking it downfield every drive. I don't think he's going to put up the intensive amount of stats as he did when he was in Detroit, having to play from behind, having to be in situations where he's playing two-minute offense, you know, most of the second half. So I think that's where we'll, we'll see a little bit of a difference of opinion there where I don't think Stafford's going to fall into that top 12. Uh, over at number eight, I've got Russell Wilson. Um, and this is maybe one of my biggest discrepancies based on ADP because Russ has an ADP of 4.07, which I get. I mean, he he had a fantastic first quarter of the season, first half of the season last year. But he, he's done this two years in a row now where he's had kind of like an inconsistent two different stories with the season where – he had a strong start, weak finish, or weak finish, or I'm sorry, weak start, strong finish. That inconsistency for me uh, is going to make me veer away from him a little bit, where I would not touch him in those first five rounds. Absolutely not. He's at the bottom of my tier three here uh, at the number eight position. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll talk about him later in my rankings, but I'm going to go uh, with my number seven uh, in this uh, ADP with uh, – uh, Lamar Jackson, and I think that a lot of people would be surprised about that because Lamar Jackson, of course, has a high ADP of the third round, um, possibly average of around the fifth round, uh, but he is a top-tier quarterback most years. Obviously, he had a, a struggle last year, and I don't. I think that they figured him out in Baltimore a little bit, and it's really about what they're going to do offensively. They got a new receiver, yes, I just, I just don't trust him, and uh, he does have, you know, the legs to, to make it happen in this league. But I just, I'm not feeling Baltimore this season. Yeah, uh, I've got him higher up. I've got him much higher up. His ADP is, has dropped a little bit this year, but I think the value is still there with his legs, and I, I think they did surround him with not the necessary weapons, but I think they gave him enough kind of help push him along in the in his progression we'll get to that when we do but at the number seven spot i've got dak prescott here he does have a pretty high adp here of, uh i've got him marked as an adp of 5.07 uh but i've got him here in the seventh in the first month of the season last year he was on pace to throw for over 6700 yards he was in the running to be an mvp candidate all they've done is add weapons to that offense uh, from all the reports, Dak is looking to come back healthy. And even with the devastating injury he had, I am very happy putting him as, as the number seven QB. Well, that's good. I mean, I, I do think that Dak's going to be the hardest to predict this year just because of everything that happened and that new uh, group of guys he's got. But, no, I agree. He is – I think he's going to be – he's definitely a top ten, that's for sure. Um well, now we're going to break it down into just the top six, and we want to show you all of them uh, together. So, Human, who you got at six? I've got here, and this might be a little bit surprising to some of the listeners here, I've got Aaron Rodgers here. And I know there's a lot of, you know, question around him. And this is just under the assumption that he is in Green Bay. Even if he is in Green Bay, I still have him a little bit lower. I just, I don't think he's going to, and I've talked about this before, where he's going to have that regression in the passing touchdowns. He through 48 passing TDs. I, I don't think he's – there's no room for improvement there. He's not going to top that. I think it's only going to go down. Um, they didn't really do a whole lot 
as far as offensively to help him again. They, they did not bring in another compliment to Devontae Adams, so they're kind of going with the receivers they have there, and I think that's what's causing a lot of the issues with Rodgers and his uncertainty. But if he is playing this year, I've got him as the uh, QB6. Well, I am in agreement with you. We're, we're back agreeing again. I, I, I just He's just so talented, there's no way you can't put him in the top five or just outside of it here. Um, I agree. I think he's going to play this season. I think he's going to play for the Packers. Um, and, you know, him and Devontae Adams have a great um, relationship as far as on the field and chemistry that I just think that, you know, maybe he doesn't get the 46. I mean, granted, there is an extra game. Um, but he's still going to get you at, at least 40 touchdowns, I think, at each and every season. And he's consistently not throwing a lot of picks. So he's a great uh, fantasy player for you. Yeah, and here's the weird thing. I, funny enough, if he does end up in, let's say, Denver, I think I would maybe give him a bump of a spot because I think they would be more reliant on him in the passing game than they would be in Green Bay. Yeah, interesting. I, I think I, I understand what you're saying there because of the wide receivers. You know, J- Judy's really good, but Judy Sutton—they got a great. They got great receiver. They have a great receiving core there. Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton. Uh, I, they don't have as strong of a running game as the Packers do. So that's where I think that Rodgers could get that bump if he does get traded. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to go with number five, and I'm going to go with uh, Tom Brady. Wow. I thought I was going to have a surprising, shocking pick with Tampa Tom here at number five, and we matched on this one again. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, listen, as you probably note, you know, they had the best offense from week 13 on. Um, they didn't lose anybody. They have the same guys coming back. Why isn't he in the top five? I just don't understand why he wouldn't be. Yeah, and I mean, he led the league in air yards of 20-plus yard completions. Uh, His TD rate was exceptional. I just, that offense got clicking, and I think it's going to keep up, keep going. I I don't see them letting up with that, and I think they found the rhythm, and I think we'll get at least one more season of Tom Brady there. What do you have at uh, number four there? So number four, this is where I'm moving into my tier, my second tier. So tier three ended there with Tom Brady, had Russell Wilson at the back end, Tom Brady at the top end of it. And here at the bottom of tier two is where this is where I'm kind of moving in. And this is where I'm thinking tier two, guys, this is where I'd be willing to invest a, you know, third, fourth, fifth round pick on. And Lamar Jackson is my number four guy. Uh, you talked about him earlier. I still think he has that great upside with the run game. The passing game could be in flux, but I think we're going to get that consistent run game to where he is going to be worth his value in that run game alone, and then you throw onto it that he does have the option to pass it also. Well, I'm going to go with somebody that you had at number four, and that would be Russell Wilson. Um, I think Russell Wilson is going to have a breakout season this year because I think after last season and how poorly it ended, I think he's highly motivated and he's one of those guys that is an MVP candidate almost every single season. So I think with DJ Metcalf and um, and uh, Lockett, and they just got a tight end too, I believe. I can't remember what his name is. We'll talk about it later in the show. Uh, but all those guys put together, I think their offense is ready, as we say, cook. And I'm going to let Russell cook. So where would you draft Russ yourself? So for me, I, I agree with you that it's hard to draft a quarterback that early. I'm always looking at value at a quarterback in the fifth round. Um, I don't know if I'd take Russ into the sixth or seventh round, and I don't think he'd be there. Uh, but if he was there in the sixth or seventh round where I was able to get 
my uh, my two wide receivers, my two or three running backs, and he's still there, I might take him in the sixth or seventh round. So hypothetical, if you're sitting in the sixth or seventh round, you have a choice between Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. Who are you going to take? I'm taking Russell Wilson. Okay. That was without even a hesitation. All right. So who do you have at number three then? At number three, I think we might be in pretty much agreeance here. Maybe not, but I have Kyler Murray. Uh, Murray is is a star. He's got the legs. He's got a lot of things that Lamar Jackson has, uh, but I like his receiving core 10 times, 10 times more. Um, I mean, basically all I have to do is throw the ball up to DeAndre Hopkins and he's going to go get it. So um, Murray's my number three. Uh, we do actually have a little bit of a discrepancy, and I've got Josh Allen at number three. Uh, great season. I think he's going to put up another fantastic season. He's got that ability to run. Also, I just think with what you talked about with Kyler Murray, I think that puts Kyler for me, and I'm going to go ahead and just say it at number two above Josh Allen, just because he does have a little bit more something with him than Josh Allen does. I, I don't know if Josh Allen's going to put up the same amount of TDs. I think Kyler Murray has room to improve his TD pa or his passing touchdowns. So that's that's just you know splitting the hairs for me where I move Kyler Murray up. And Josh Allen would be the top of tier two for me. And Kyler Murray is the bottom of tier one where, okay, I'd be happy with Josh Allen or Lamar as you know third round, fourth round, fifth round pick, sixth round pick. Uh, Kyler Murray at number two. And then well, I, we obviously probably have the same number one, Patrick Mahomes. I'd be happy with, I don't personally invest that second round pick on a quarterback, third round pick, fourth round pick. But if those players were available there, I would think about it. So if you were going around the horn, you had the first pick and you got your running back and it came to your second round, you know, two two twelve, you would take Murray? If he's there. Absolutely not. No. So would you take him right after on the on the snake back? I wouldn't take a QB that high. That's not my that's not my draft preference. Uh, I, he's someone I would I would contemplate in the third round. If I'm sitting in the third round, I've got two running backs, and I'm maybe picking at 301, 302, 303, or 304. I would contemplate Kyler Murray there. Um, and for me, that's a big deal. I, I would not. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes was still sitting there, I would jump on that because that's that's something special right there. Kyler Murray, I would actually contemplate kind of breaking my draft strategy to take him in that upper third round. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think we're in agreement on that and that, um, you know, the set and forget it player, whether whatever position that is, it's hard to get. And if you can get it early enough, you can. But will it ruin everything else? You never know. So it's almost like you have to practice it and make sure that you feel confident about it. Um, but you are correct when you say that I'm going Josh Allen at number two. Um, everything that you said, I just think that uh, I think that they'll use him more in his offense as far as the run game. I think Ky Kyler runs because he can, and I think Josh Allen, it's almost like in the system because they don't have a running game. Uh, right. So uh, that's why I have Josh there. And then, of course, uh, we both have Pat Mahomes, uh, the best QB, the best offense. It's just – He's just the best right now, and there's not there's not many that can get close to him. Um, you know, last year uh, in the playoffs for me uh, and one of the leagues I was in, Aaron Rodgers got him in the playoffs as far as the amount of points. 
but it was like 10 points. Uh, so, it, you know, it, it was splitting hairs, but Pat Mahomes is still the best quarterback. Yeah, Pat, Pat Patrick Mahomes is the clear-cut number one. It's not even – I don't even think that's something that I'm going to – we really need to, even need to talk about that much. But, you know, we've got a show here, so we do talk about it a little bit. But he is the clear-cut number one. So, as we get into this, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, we do dub- – Something different, obviously, in our draft strategy. But if you think that Beth Mahomes is going to be your guy, you know, you can get him in the the one ten or the one twelve. You know, I I wouldn't hate on it, but you better get you better get that running back next. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't. I mean, this is kind of you know leading us into our next conversation here with our next rankings. I I wouldn't take. I would take Travis Kelsey in the first round over taking Patrick Mahomes in the first round that quarterback value can be had. Like you said, the difference between Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers last year was really not that much, but draft wise, there was a big difference where you, a lot of people got Aaron Rodgers in the eighth, ninth round last year. And that means they loaded up on skill position players. And that's, I don't know. I, that's definitely something I'm, I'm a little bit different on. I think that that's, you're, you're taking a real leap there, taking a quarterback in the first round, even in the second round. Well, let's go on to that position of tight end. You know, we're going to go through the tight ends um, because for the most part, I would say, I don't know about you, Human, but I would say from 12 to 6, maybe even 12 to 4, it's probably interchangeable. You could get lucky either way. Um, It's really splitting hairs. Um, We do know that there are a top three, maybe even a top four this season. Um, But who do you have at, at number 12? Yeah, and maybe on this one here, we can just – I'm just going to list – how about I just list off my 12 through 6? List off from 12 through 6 in order, and then you can list off your 12 through 6 in order. We don't. I don't think we need to spend that much time talking about these guys. Uh, at 12, I've got Rob Gronkowski. I think he had a very strong finish. I think he's someone you can get pretty late in drafts and pr- get some good value out of him. There is the issue with O.J. Howard coming back. Uh, at 11, I've got Noah Fant. That's obviously going to change drastically if Aaron Rodgers does somehow end up in Denver. At 10, I've got Robert Tanyan, which that's going to change drastically if Aaron Rodgers is not in Green Bay. And then at 9, I've got Tyler Higby. You know, he's got that association with Matthew Stafford, Stafford loving the tight end position. 8, I've got Mike Gesicki. 7, I've got Dallas Goddard. And then at number 6... I've got Mark Andrews, who might be a little bit surprising to some people out there to have him ranked at the sixth position, but that's my uh, 12 through six there. What about you? That is an interesting one. I mean, like you said, uh, I think that also tells tells me that I'm not taking Jackson so early because he is the number two, possibly number three receiver on that team. Yeah, but you're not taking you're not taking Lamar Jackson because of what he does with Mark Andrews. Well, I'm going to go through 12 is, is actually Evan Ingram. He's had a couple of, of – he had a terrible year last year. We all agree with that. I think that he's definitely not the the number one in that offense, but now they got their number one back with Barkley. I think he's going to have an opportunity to be opened up. And then with Galladay and the other guys that are there, he's going to have the ability to get more space. Um, Johnny Smith, I, I think the Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry is really – Hard. I think Johnny's the best pass catcher, so I'm going there. Um, I'm with you on Gronk. Um, Gronk is my number 10, though, uh, just because that offense is a little bit more deadly, I feel like. I've got Logan Thomas at um, number 9 uh, for me. Um, dangerous offense that Logan Thomas is in. Then Noah Fant. And then I've got one that I think that you might think is a little interesting, and that's Blake Jerwin. 
I think that Blake Jerwin's ready for a, a breakout season. He's healthy again, uh, and Dak is back. Um, and then, uh, did you say number six, right? I did. Yes, I did. And I had Mark Andrews at six. So. Oh, okay. Wow. So we, we've got a couple that I thought were going to be surprising that we actually lined up pretty well on. And uh, for the record, I do love Blake Jarwin. I just, I think he was poised to have that breakout season last year. He was one of my guys last year, uh, one of my sleeper tight ends. So if you can get Jarwin at some point in this draft, and if you pass on one of these upper tier guys and you want to take a shot late, I think Jarwin is a great one to get and maybe sneak in like 10th round, 11th round. So uh, let's talk about number five here. And number five is where I've got Kyle Pitts. I know you might have him a little bit higher. His ADP currently is 5.05. I like him as the fifth round guy. I think we could even give him a little bit of a bump with the Julio Jones news. I think that more so impacts Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage than it will with Kyle Pitts. I think those targets will be there for Kyle Pitts regardless. Uh, I just like my number four a little bit better than Kyle Pitts for a specific reason. I'll get to that in a little bit. I'll let you uh, rave on about your number five now. Well, for number five, I I'm really stuck. And I, I think that for me, three through five are probably my hardest hardest ones because I feel like they can go either way. All three of them are, uh, to me, that number three tight end. If any of those three is there in the seventh or eighth round, I'm, I'm going for it. Uh, and that's going to be TJ Hawkinson. For me, TJ Hawkinson has got a, a big upgrade, I think, because there's not as many wide receivers there <laughs> this season. Um, and I think that Goff's going to have a decent year. He likes to check down to the tight end, so I'm going Hawkinson at uh, five. And at four, uh, just because of injury concerns and who the ball is going to throw the ball, I'm going to go with George Kittle. Uh, Kittle is a, a monster, um, but is he going to return to form? Who's throwing the ball? Is it Jimmy G? Um, or not, uh, that's why I have him at four. Yeah, I've got Hawkinson at four um, for mainly the reasons you said. There is literally no name wide receiver in Detroit. He is going to be the full focus of that offense. I think he is poised to have a great season, and if you miss out on one of the top three guys, I think you could probably get Hawkinson under the radar, maybe in the seventh round, uh, his ADP is at 6.06. .06. I think you probably sneak him in at the seventh, maybe even the eighth round over your league mates, uh, just because they're not going to be wanting a piece of the Detroit pie. But I think that pie is going to be very Hawkinson-centric. Uh, which brings me to my number three, and I'm really, really shocked that you would have George Kittle at number four and question whether or not he's going to come back strong. This guy came back at the end of the season after the injury and still was ready to perform. He is, to me, the clear-cut number three tight end. And he is the – and I, I didn't really get into my tiers here, but he is the back end of tier two where there's a big drop-off for me from these tier two guys to the start of tier three where I had Hawkinson, Pitts, and Andrews. Uh, Kittle, I think regardless of who's playing at quarterback, whether it's going to be – uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, or if Trey Lance does get the move to it, Kittle is one of those prototype tight ends. He's a go-to guy. He's a security blanket. He's going to be involved regardless, unless there's an injury. And that's, I guess, the one thing you could put as an asterisk next to him. Yeah, so with Kittle, uh, do you take him, if he's there in the third round, do you take him? I would contemplate that. 
because that's what I have as his average that I'm showing is a three. I've got him. I've got him as the back end as two two eleven as a two point eleven in the as his ADP. If he's in third round, I'm contemplating it. Um, yeah, my my number two guy for sure. If he's in the third round, I'm taking him. Well, I'm gonna go with my number three, and you know who I've taken, and that's Kyle Pitts. Uh, even better now that uh, you know Julio's gone. I think they'll use him a lot. Um, at the slot, and I could see because of this move that Hunter Hearst gets actually some some more uh, can get up there closer to the top twenty to top twenty five where he can actually be viable uh, for you week to week uh, depending on bye weeks and injuries. Um, and that gets to my number two, which I think our number one and number two are basically the same. Uh, so I'm gonna fill in my number two is of course Darren Waller, and number one is Kelsey. You know, for me, uh, we said it in our mock draft. Waller's one of those guys that he's I don't think he's getting out of the third round in any draft. And it's so weird to think, but I would take a tight end before I take a quarterback any day. Absolutely. Game. And that's what I was talking about with Patrick Mahomes. I'd rather take Kelsey in the first round or early second round than even contemplate taking Mahomes. And same with Waller. I would take Darren Waller late second, early third before even thinking about taking Mahomes, even if Mahomes was on the board. Uh, and you and I have the same 2-1 with Waller and Kelsey. And those are two players that – so I've got Waller at the top of my Tier 2, and I've got Travis Kelsey in Tier 1 all by himself, where those two players specifically, if you can get your hand on them in those top three rounds – and when I say top three rounds, yes, I'm including the first round, but that's Kelsey back end of the first round – if you can get a hold of them there and you still fill in your running backs and wide receivers as needed and you don't touch a quarterback until later, you've, you've set yourself up at a very distinct positional advantage over your opponent every single week. If you're lining up Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller against, let's even put in a, one, one of these alleged tight end ones against Noah Fant each week, you're going to win. As long as you don't have complete chaos that's happened to your your roster and if you didn't draft extremely poorly you're going to be set up to do very very well yeah and you know you know just thinking about that with the the last pick or the second to last pick if you get your running back you get your tight end you might have to wait a little bit but with the way the wide receivers are this year I would be fine with waiting and getting my wide receiver in the third round my first one uh, not feel too bad especially if I can get Waller or Kelsey, probably more Kelsey than Waller, like you said. Yeah, that's why I'm. I, I feel like if you're drafting at the 110, anywhere between 110 and 112, you're in a pretty good spot to try that experiment out and take Travis Kelsey. He won't make it to the top of the second round. I doubt that. So you would have to take him at that back end of the first round and then get your running backs and then maybe not touch a wide receiver until probably the fourth round, and I would be okay with that personally. I think I would do that coming into my drafts. With Waller, if I could get him late second, early third, mid third, I would be ecstatic, and I would kind of pull the same scenario there where I would take a running back, running back, uh, and then hope that, that if I had the early third, if I had the 301 to take him there, or 30, any, probably the 305, I think you can get away with him. Uh, we've got I've got his ADP at 312, but I think he's going to go higher than that just because I think players are going to – your, your league mates are going to see the value in a Darren Waller and, and nab them up. And hopefully you can out, outthink them in that regard. 
Yeah, I mean, a mandatory position, right, of tight end, you know, there's so many, there's not, there's not that many premieres, which we talked about. Um, you know, I do think that, that Kittle, I probably am downgrading Kittle. I'll probably upgrade Kittle, you know, when we get closer to the year, um, back up to either to number three, but I don't think he'll get higher than three for me. Yeah, and Kittle's another one of those guys I would take. I would think about taking late second, early third. Interesting. Well, we're going to talk more about um, who we're going to take in the first rounds for the most part because we're going to go over those running backs, um, those wide receivers in the next episode. Um, I'm interested in seeing your running backs because I feel like that's going to be yeah, – that's the money time. Yeah, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how we've got our guys slotted and – any differences that we have. I'm kind of surprised that on a couple of the players that I statted out for quarterback and tight end that were, I thought going to show a lot of variance. You really, you were spot on with me. So it's going to be interesting to see if we have those same opinions with running backs and receivers, or if we kind of go off the rails there and have drastically different ideas on those. Well, I hope so. So it makes it even more entertaining. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But like always, guys, make sure to uh, hit us up at Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and, of course, Google Play. And like always, cover two. Cover two.